Recording in progress. Good afternoon, Callum and guest star. Star. Guest star. Yeah, we, we have a very special guest on this afternoon. Uh, very, very special. VIP, Dave, I would say. What about yourself? What, what about me? Yeah, well, we're, we're rock and roll with this VIP guest. Yeah. He's sitting in the background looking hella awkward. Is <laughs> a legend in the game. Wow. Yeah, the game. <laughs> Not sure what the game okay. is. Maybe Scrabble. Maybe Wordle. Who's been, have you been playing Wordle? Uh, words for friends. Words for friends. Words with friends, for friends. With friends, I think. Not played that in a long time. I've never anyway, played it, so that obviously highlights. I, I feel like we're uh, two minutes into the podcast and we're already off topic. So let's pull it back in. Andrew Watson, the golf fitness coach. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hello, hello, thanks for having me on. I've never been introduced as star and legend of the game before. Well, <laughs> I will take it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Take it and run with it. You can put that on your yeah. bio. I think I might. Yeah. LinkedIn, Facebook, tell Laura. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're to be addressed from now on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yes. might be a baby number three though. <laughs> anyway, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. Um, yeah, kids are in bed, so it's chill. It's nice. chill. Nice. A nice calm yeah. couple of hours for you. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how this goes. It could be a much shorter <laughs> episode than we intended. Um, yeah. Anyway, for I think you you've been on the podcast. A long time ago, back in the yeah, early days of the podcast when I first started it. Oh, early days of yeah, early days of podcast and COVID, I think it was, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So um some people may be familiar with your work. Um but for those who yeah. aren't, go and give us a, just a wee brief rundown. Yeah, so um basically I am the legend and that's all you need to know. Um <laughs> Solid. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, I, so I, I work with golfers, um, helping them to become more mobile, to helping them become uh, more stable and essentially more powerful and, and hit the ball further and play the game of golf, which a lot of people love and hate at the same time, um, for as long as possible, essentially, and hopefully pain-free and physically pain-free. There's a lot of mental and emotional pain that goes along with the game of golf. <laughs> that, that's not my job. That's not your job. That's, <laughs> that's not that's my job. Specialist topic yeah. all on its own. I, I, I sometimes have to deal with it as clients debrief me from the rounds, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. I've been there. I've, I've wanted to launch the club like into the lake. Maybe yep. all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I've been doing that for now uh, almost three years. So it's been great. Absolutely loved it. Loved every minute. Nice. Um, what was I going to say? <laughs> Gals, here. My, co my coffee is just not kicked in yet. But there was a, a question <laughs> that popped into my head. Just a bit this is got another hour and a half before the coffee curfew, so we're good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't know me now, I'll just get a coffee and we'll uh, we'll chew the fat whilst you're doing that. <laughs> So is, is it is it primarily golfers you work with, or do you do any gen pop stuff? Or 
so I, I do have some Genpot clients. Um, I was about to say leftover from, but not leftover. I, I do work with Genpot people, um, but mainly, primarily, it's golfers uh, kind of working on. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, there's a lot of similar things that I tend to see that people need help with from Genpot and golfers, mm-hmm. and just from lifestyle. Um, and it's just how it affects, you know, from an, an office worker, for example, how that affects their golf swing is similar to how it affects them in day-to-day life. Yeah. So, no, yeah. There's, there's a, a, a reasonable crossover there, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So what kind of what kind of things would you say that is potentially different from um, working with golfers per se to general population? Because it's going to be uh dis- well, the fundamentals are going to be the same in kind of movement patterns and whatnot, but what's what would you say is the difference, the main difference between the two uh, two demographics? So, so Gen Pop, I guess, a lot of time you are you're either looking to help them with maybe uh, a transformation, or you're looking to help them lose lose weight, or you're helping them to potentially come back from an injury, uh, or just get stronger. And essentially, there's a lot of kind of um, I'm going to say vanity because I've forgotten the word, but um, aesthetics. Aesthetics. <laughs> there's a lot of kind of aesthetics to go with general population. Um, and but with golfers, aesthetics kind of almost takes care of itself. But the other, on the other hand, we're now looking at performance. We're looking at can we make them better? Can we make them strike the ball better, uh, more consistently? Can we h- help them hit the ball further? Um, and then also, can we help them perform better through nutrition and making and lifestyle choices? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's almost kind of it's almost kind of veering into uh, an element of kind of athletic training, strength and conditioning, rather than solely focusing on kind of as as you just said the aesthetics of maybe weight loss. Um, yeah. Whereas yeah, that would yeah. be the byproduct of a successful training program for these golfers who are able to hit the ball further, faster, and longer. Yeah, the weight loss is their secondary goal. Definitely, and and there might and and there might be a time where we have to focus on that. There might be a time where. Yeah. You know, if a golfer comes to me and I say, well, actually, you're going to benefit by losing four to five kilograms because at the moment you're just a little bit overweight, which is hindering your movement. So if we actually lose that that weight, then it's going to help. But the the end goal is not to to be ripped and do a photo shoot. The end goal is to to rip the ball off the tee. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So it's all on golf performance, whether it's weight loss, mobility, strength, power the, the, the ultimate goal is to improve the golf game yes, so yeah. i think that makes it a lot easier to kind of sell that kind of weight loss side of things for sometimes sometimes yeah yeah uh, you know um trying to think at the moment if i've got anyone that's doing any weight loss stuff yeah so i've got one guy who's we, we've got him on a bit of a weight loss side of things but that will you know that that was an easy sell because it wasn't like yeah and you know in gen pot and when you're dealing with gen pot you can't really turn around and say you need to lose x amount of weight without almost offending someone but whereas when you're talking from a performance side of you it's like you need to lose x y z because this is going to help you perform better so they're like oh oh yeah i'm in yeah i want to do that um so it's kind of yeah as you say it's easier to sell that the the weight loss journey than it is the 
yeah i don't know sometimes when you've got gen po- general population clients and you've got to be like yeah so how's the diet at the moment <laughs> yeah you kind of got to maybe um tiptoe around the elephant in the room a little bit more whereas i guess with the 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 gulf and pacific it's more like this will massively help right this this, yeah. this is what you need whereas yeah you're right you can't turn around to somebody and say come on you need to lose x amount of weight yeah health reasons um, you're like oh yeah i know that people always say that but if you say if you want to lose x number of weight to be able to walk 18 holes successfully you not feel like you're going to flag or whatnot then that makes it easy <laughs> depends how accurate you are with the ball though right what was that sorry depends how accurate you are with the ball because we've played we've played golf together and uh, some of us work, walk further than others right <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's very true um, <laughs> that's very true uh, I think I think I think the losing that weight is going to help you not have to work walk further as well but yeah. I, I, there's something with golfers. As soon as you say this is going to help you improve your game, yeah, 99% of the time they're like, "Yeah, man." That's that, that's that's why they love YouTube. That's why they love like golfers digest and getting all the swing tips from everywhere, and they take it in and they absorb it, absorb it, and they shouldn't really shouldn't be doing that. But it's because they think it's going to help their game, so they're like, "Yeah, I'm give it a go," because you just get obsessed with golf. It's like the yo-yo dieting version of golf, isn't it? It's the, whatever the yeah. this is the next trick that is guaranteed to help you with whatever you're trying to do. Essentially, yeah. Um, but you know, we're killing two birds with one stone because not only are we helping you get better at golf, we're getting you healthier as well. We're getting you to the point where you're you're going to feel better. You're going to make better decisions because you're you've not pumped your body full of caffeine, so you're like anxious on tea and you're you know you've not just suddenly had the crash because you've taken the lucasade from the pro shop and the, the mars bar from the pro shop and now suddenly on the 12th hole you're like oh my god where's all my energy gone mm. so instead of making a, a a better decision you go i'm just going to go for this and you top it or fat it into the water and it's game over yeah um so which, which is like great personally here <laughs> <laughs> cal Lucasaid and lots of caffeine is your life for the next three years. <laughs> That's it. You've got, you've got a patch. <laughs> I think it's, um, I think what you've said is super interesting because it does give you a, a different dynamic. It gives you a different way to, you know, we all run businesses here, so it definitely does give you a different thing, um, a package to sell. And me myself, who have been on that yo-yo of golfing, want to go all in don't want to go all in, et cetera, et cetera. You do see yourself looking towards those quick fixes, the swing corrections, et cetera, et cetera, that ultimately, if you just put the practice in and get stronger in certain areas, that you're going to improve anyway, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, if you could become, so for example, let's take the, the guy who sits at the desk, what, eight hours a day, doesn't move, very rarely goes to the range. Now he goes for a lesson. He's then told you need to rotate your upper body more. Now, if he can't rotate his upper body, yeah, when, when you're with a pro, you might be able to get into that position because the pro can get you in that position and force you there and help you get there. But when you're by yourself, then to repeat that, if you're not mobile enough in the, the thoracic spine and the upper body, then fat chance of getting there, you just, you just, it's just not going to happen. Mm. And yeah. you know, I, I see it with mates, they, they struggle with what the pros taught them. So then they 
just revert back to what they were doing because they don't move in the right way, which is going to benefit them. Yeah. And, you know, you might get you might get someone where I've got to go to the pro and be like, this is just not going to happen. They don't move well enough. It's just not going to happen. We're betting off finding another way for them to hit the golf ball. Because mm. there's thousands, thousands of ways to hit the golf ball. You know, what you've got to remember, as long as you are um, creating a square club face at impact, it doesn't matter what the club faces do not here. Mm. Or, what, or where your hands are there. You know, there's thousands of different swings on tour. These guys make millions, millions of dollars a year swinging in completely different ways from one another. Yeah. So, you know, we just have to look at the person and say, are they capable of getting the club to where they want to get the club to? It might be that they have to shorten the backswing mm. for a while. And then as you work on the mobility, as you work on the strength, as you work on the stability, you can then add the things in that they need to do. And the golf, the, the swing will get better and better over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the amount of people that just go on to, this is, this is not a, a dig at like YouTube uh, pros are, which are, because, you know, they're right. What they're saying is right. But what is happening is it might kick off a chain reaction elsewhere. So you fix, say, we're talking about turn here, you fix mm-hmm. this, but then you don't fix your hip turn. Yeah. You know, then you've just got something else you need to fix. And just, yeah. But whereas if you can fix the body, then making these changes is going to be a lot easier. Snap. That's good. <laughs> fix the body. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, all for that. All for that. Dave, when you're picking up golf again, I mean, I feel like we could um, swing a club now. We've heard all that. I, I'm going to go out this afternoon and pick up a set of clubs and, and start playing right now. <laughs> Don't be sarcastic. <laughs> um, it is on the radar, but um, I think it gets that age. I think it's going to be once Katie's back uh, starts school. I think then I'll have the time to to be able to dedicate to it because I know what I'm like. If I uh, if I was to start again now and not be good at it straight away, I'm just like. Right. done but I like not that I can't be good at it straight away but what I mean is like if I don't have the time to dedicate to it to put the practice yeah. time in, then yeah. I'm not going to be a happy bunny um, the golf clubs will go into the shed and they'll never come back out again um, so once I've got a bit of time then definitely get to get uh, get started again well, that, that, that's another thing that you touched on there you said time right <clears throat> so it takes a long long time to overhaul a swing or to perfect the golf swing long long time long long time um but in what you can do by again fixing the body and keep saying fixing the body and developing better movement patterns and becoming stronger and and more stable you can do that it's going to take less time than it is going to be to develop the perfect golf swing um so, you know, with guys that amateurs that I've kind of worked with um, have just seen their strike improve because they've become more stable. And it means that they can, you know, a lot of times what I see with uh, clients and, and amateurs is that they either at impact, so while you're striking the ball, they stand up in the golf swing, so they lose posture, or they early extend. And early extend is where the hips go towards the ball 
impact. So you don't give yourself room. So what that happens is the face is then presented open. And it's a big push right, or it's now you flip your hands over and it's a big hook left. Or you, or you get the timing right and it's great. But the chance that you get that timing right is, is very, very hard. That's going to be the rare exception. Yeah, but just by doing stability work and a bit of mobility work, amateurs that I've worked with have noticed their strike just improving massively and dramatically within like three to four weeks. Like even to the point where I was like, damn, <laughs> this works. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the person teaching it. <laughs> <laughs> um like, oh that was quick <laughs> um just just because they you know they've got they feel more stable with the ball so as they come through they they just stay down on it and that compresses mm -hmm. the ball better and your strike becomes better um so you know what you can do in a short amount of time by doing targeted training work over practice you know because we've, we've all got jobs we've all got families it's very hard to spend the hours that you need to on the, the driving range without yeah. neglecting your family mm. trust me yeah and um, one of the I, things that always kind of uh what was that i said trust me i've been told <laughs> that's the name of this podcast there we go <laughs> write that down i'll uh, i'll make a note of that one and um, one of the things that always strikes me with your stuff on social media from a training perspective is yes. how similar your training for a golf specific client is to what I consider good training for a general population client. I think when people think good golf training, they think they've got to get a cable set up and try and replicate this kind of golf swing yeah. with a cable or, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure there, there may be a case for that somewhere, but, a lot of it is just good strength work. It's good. Yeah. Um, training. You know, it's, it's, it's exactly that. So basically the, the, one, the one difference is the, that I'd use a thing called the TPI screen, which is Titleist Performance Institute, which is a 16-point assessment, which looks through everything from how your wrist works to how your neck works all the way through to full body mobility. Um, and, and from there, we then develop a program which is designed to target the weak areas, mm -hmm. develop the good areas, um, and then we go kind of through through kind of mobility. I keep saying mobility and stability, but it is the, the foundation of kind of, of, of what I do. And then your strength and, and your power on top of it. But it doesn't need to look like the golf swing to be effective. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we kind of take the body and we go, okay, well, the power source of the, of the golf swing is, mainly the glutes the upper body does a bit of the work as well but mainly the glutes and the hamstrings um you know you need you want to do some rotation work but you don't need to as you say you don't need to look like you're swinging a golf club sure yeah there's, there's times where i have to do some motor control work with people to teach them how to maybe maybe move the hips out of the way if we're talking about early extension mm -hmm. so how do we how can we teach that in the gym where well, we can get a medicine ball and we can do slams against a wall where we're we're mimicking the golf swing but i'm trying to get them to lead with the hips and pull the, hip, the left hip out of the way so they're right. not pushing the hip towards where the ball would be because mm -hmm. it's sometimes easier to teach that kind of motor control away from 
having a golf club and golf ball there because mm-hmm. it, it takes them away from the environment that used to and then you take them into the gym and they'll be like ah oh, that's what it feels like that's what i need to do on the golf course yeah um and so you know as you say there there is a time for it but the the majority in the foundation is good strength training and good movement patterns once we kind of develop that then we can kind of get a little bit funky and i'm not talking about standing on a medicine ball swinging a a swiss ball swinging a golf club like (laughs) that that, it's amazing that someone could do that but you do not need to do that like i can't stress to you enough that people do not need to do that so yeah my my job is kind of to figure out how the body works and then figure out what weak areas need fixed and then try try and help fix them um and then in the same time hopefully kind of you know speak to the pros about it and the teaching pros that people are working with if they've got them and be like you know this guy needs to do this you know this is why this is working and the teaching pro can be like oh that's great you know yeah. that, that makes so much sense um so yeah but yeah you don't need to be swinging a golf club to, to make a difference <laughs> well if we're where are the big areas that you would start with with a new client? Like, what do you look to establish first? Is it kind of upper back mobility? Is it hip stability? Like, where are you, where are you going with it? Or is there somewhere that you start typically? Or is it kind of a case-by-case basis? Look for the biggest, biggest area that needs development first. It's mainly a case-by-case basis. However, what I will say is for doing this for three years now I've done a lot of TPI TPI screens and I noticed a huge huge coloration correlation um, in amateurs and not being able to rotate the hips properly okay so yeah um, massive and I'm convinced it's down to lifestyle is that kind of a loss of internal external rotation at the hip that you're talking about there yes so mainly mainly so mainly in the left external so in your downswing as your yeah Um, i was just about to ask that as well um with regards to the lifestyles that we currently live in you know generally the people who are playing golf do you think that an individual's lifestyle has a dramatic direct impact on their performance in a golf course. You just mentioned there that, you know, the flexibility in the hip flexor, for example, is one of the ones, but is there a, is it as direct correlation as that? Or do you notice it with a certain type of job or sort of certain um, job type? Like if people are seated a long time at work, so- I've got, if we take that example of the limited uh, left rotation of the hip, um, I've got clients that are almost scratch that have that. Um, I have clients that are high teen handicaps that have that. I would say majority of them all have a desk job. Um, You know, you're going to have some golfers that are are better at disguising it or or being able to work around it than others um but i do think it causes a a, a bit of a ceiling if that makes sense um because if i talk about the guy who's almost scratch his issue is he stands up out of it 
Now, if he can stay in it and keep that left side rotating through, his ball strike is going to improve massively. Mm. His ball striker doesn't need to improve massively, but that could be the difference of him going from a three handicap to a plus handicap. So, sure. you know, it could be it could be huge. And it's, it's the same, I guess, with um, the, the high teen amateur who that's the difference of them maybe being single figures. Right. Wow. Yeah. Because, <clears throat> yeah, you, you need to. You need to look at the, the golf game as a whole as well as and see kind of, you know, I'm one part of the, the jigsaw and then you've got your golf pro who's the other part of the jigsaw. And then if you want to go to the other, you know, want to go to the other side of it, you've got the, the mindset side of it as well. So, you, you know, if we're looking at the, the kind of elite elite, they'll have their coach, their fitness coach, and then they'll have their, um, their mindset coach as well mm -hmm. so i'm one part of the puzzle so you can need to look at right wait okay where are you where are you losing strokes is it consistency of ball flight and strike then yeah that's most likely going to be a, bo a body issue is it mental well that's where the mindset guy comes into and, and partly me because we start looking at nutrition and be like how can we help nutrition are you hydrated enough first and mm -hmm. foremost are you eating enough are you eating the right things? Um, and then, you know, then if it's losing shots maybe around the green or on the green, then that's, and through bad technique, then that's probably your golf pro. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, you, you kind of need to look at it all as like a whole, a whole picture, if that makes sense. And, sure, absolutely. And kind of see where people are losing shots and what's the purpose of that. But myself, well, work well in terms of as i say i keep saying fixing the body but that then that you can go to your golf pro and have every chance of and more of a chance of doing what they're asking you to do mm -hmm. so therefore yeah. the result's going to be better and it's going to be more longevity in that as well yeah um, yeah in terms of changes you're looking to make amazing yeah makes sense yeah you're basically the foundation of the the pyramid then it's... yeah i would say so i would, I would say so and but then golfers kind of they, they go to shiny things absolutely increase in number of people looking for a golf fitness professional with you know it, it, that probably wasn't a thing 15 years ago like you saw a few of the top pros like tiger yeah was was probably the first guy that everybody was aware of that lifted weight. Yeah. He came yeah. on the scene in what late 90s, something like that? 96, 97? Yeah, he was late 90s, but he started came sort of apparent in 1999 that right. he was kind of yeah. um doing this. But then again you've got that kind of that slow filter down from professional level. Yeah. And then for some reason Britain is like in the UK, we just lag behind like america and australia and, you know these these countries in terms of like our yep. our sports science in a way so kind of it's now definitely it's picking up now and i'd say you know with the likes of bryson dechambeau and, and the, the, the likes of just people hitting the ball further yeah with i think it's something 
yeah, I think it's something people start to go, oh, okay. It's helped. It's helped as well in the fact that driver prices or golf club prices are astronomical. Right. Like then you know you're talking five five hundred pounds for a new driver, um, <laughs> for for one club. So I I'm people like myself and golf pros have probably seen a lot more action now. Um, and then yeah. I think benefiting a little bit from lockdown. You know people yeah. maybe people maybe being a little bit more you know going into lockdown were fitter. And they've come out of lockdown and been like, oh, well, I didn't used to struggle on the golf course. I used to be able to actually move well. But then because they've not done anything, they've not hit golf balls for so long. And they've seized up. They've got tighter. They've sat in one place for, for ages, yeah. um, many hours a day and not done much. It just makes it that much more apparent, doesn't it? That your, yeah. your physical ability is definitely going to impact your ability to play golf or your deep rooms anything i guess yeah i think as well like when you start to get sorry cal i think when you start to get like niggles in your back because you're being stiff then mm. that um that that's going to play on your mind it's going to affect your game as well because you're going to be on back so i don't want to give this yeah you're not going to loosen up and kind of 100%. get percent yeah. yeah yeah sorry cal no, honestly, you're fine. Is um, I was just going to kind of going back to that lockdown point you just mentioned. There was a survey done a couple, uh, a good few months ago now that golf was the fastest uptake in sport post lockdown. So that yeah. can only kind of work in your favor. Definitely. You Definitely. Know? It, yeah, it has massively. You know, you you notice it. Um, golf clubs that never used to have waiting lists and now have got waiting lists. Um, yeah. Tea times are it's impossible to get a tea time. Um, yeah. people have just gone back to it because there was a period of time where that was the only thing I think fishing and golf were the only kind of things that had reopened I mean obviously good run and cycle and and do, do all those types of sports but um, yeah the uh, I was going to say golf yeah golf just became huge and people were like well it's the only thing I've got to do and I think when we opened up the weather was brilliant mm -hmm. I remember the weather yep. was fantastic so it just was so inviting for, for people to golf. I, I personally thought it would drop off, but it's it's not. It's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's not just the benefit of kind of playing golf. It's the benefit of maybe being outside, doing I think, something. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, golf was one of the things that I resorted to kind of middle of, uh, middle of last uh, spring, purely <laughs> because it took my mind off everything that was currently happening in my life. And it put me to... A Point where I was learning again, became a beginner. Yeah. And when you're a beginner, the only thing you're thinking about is how to improve. So when you're on the golf course or when you're at the driving range, the only thing that you're literally thinking about doing is how can I make this next shot better? And that was that was ultimately it. So I think yeah. with a lot of kind of the potential increases in mental health that came through lockdown, people are looking for things that they may have dabbled in in the past and tried to improve on and realize that, okay, golf's great, but it's maybe the mental health aspect as well that they're getting a huge reward from by kind of getting through the, the, the tough um, period that everybody found themselves in. So I think from both perspectives, it's uh, it's hugely beneficial. It's a game that um, I'm slowly, slowly falling in love with. I hate it, absolutely hate it, but slowly falling, falling in love with. <laughs> I've played it since I was, well, I think my me and my dad's conversation, I think I was six or seven. Yeah. Um, and... Like I love it and hate it at the same time. Yeah. Like you've got such a love-hate relationship and I'm addicted to the chase of getting better. Um, well, 
I think this yeah. is a good uh, a good opportunity to ask you, um, how good are you? <laughs> let's you no, know, let's blow your own trumpet. Like, how good are you? On a, everybody knows about handicap, so zero is obviously, in people's opinion, the best. They may not know about the plus side of uh, golf, um, but yeah, where where do you fit in that handicap realm? And what's your what's your goals and objective for kind of the coming up season of uh, starting in April? I think it is the new golf season. Yeah, that's around the corner. The weather's getting warmer. The you know, if you're if you're mental like me, you were playing on frozen greens. <laughs> um, so I'm I, I, I'm off two point five. Um, so I've come down a lot in the last last season. I came down from six um, last season. So that really doesn't sound a lot to many people, but that change between six and two and a half is huge. Yeah, yeah. There's. There's, there's a big change in going from, I think, the, the high single figures into the low single figures. Mm. And then now I've got probably the biggest jump, which I want. I just want to, I, I, you know, my, my goal when I took golf seriously three, three and a half years ago uh, was scratch. Uh, and that still, is, that still is the goal. But I just, it's, it's the process, I think, for me, which is, you know, as cliched that is, as that is, you know, if I get there, great. But if I don't, I'll get look back on the process and say, well, what did I learn? Well, I learned this and I, I got better at this. I, That's uh, the thing that the most successful people in anything, that's the mindset that they have. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that will get me to where I want to go. Um, mm -hmm. I just want to, you know, if I can get to, to scratch and beyond it's great but you know there's there's aspects of my game that are infuriating me <laughs> <laughs> um so and and i've had to i've had to in the last month or so take a step back from the driving range and just kind of learn to play i was getting so technical and in my head about kind of the biomechanics of the swing and where i need to be in this point and why and just because it's what I do for a job. So it's natural and easy for me to fall into that kind of trap. And, you know, I was like, well, I need to rotate here and need this, my elbow to do this. And suddenly, like, by the time you've done that, you've not got any time to think about what you're doing with your shot. So yeah. it was just, it wasn't going very well for me. So I've kind of now taken a step back and just been fall in love with playing golf. So I've been going back out onto the golf course more than I have been on the driving range and just enjoying it and, trying to play stupid shots. <laughs> I think, and I think fun. It's extremely beneficial kind of tip to kind of loosely finish up on there because you've gone from kind of overanalyzing something that is essentially second nature to you mm -hmm. um, to a certain degree. And if we can, obviously this is the big fitness podcast, so we kind of need to relate this back into kind of a general population, the people who are listening aspect too. When you've trained general population like you said and that's kind of where dave and i are as well but when you have a client that comes to you and says i'm doing this 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 i'm tracking i'm um taking photos of my meals i'm hitting my ten thousand steps i'm being really rigorous rigid rigorous rigid either rigid. either one um, rigid, rigorous. yeah with um with my journey they're almost over analyzing the the basic components of why are you doing it you know, because yeah, yeah. when you're when you're tracking as serious as potential some people do, 
they're almost creating a, a barrier for themselves of eliminating enjoyment from what they're actually wanting to accomplish. And when you yeah. said you had to stop yourself from going to the driving range because you were overanalyzing the biomechanics of the golf swing and essentially going onto the golf course and just hitting a ball and relearning and loving the process again. Yeah. I think that's what so many people need to do when it comes to kind of their fitness journey as a whole, because it's very easy to get bogged down by all the technicalities, by all the numbers and all the measurements, etc. Whereas if you just go and enjoy your workout or and not track it, or you go out for a run and not put on Strava, or if you, you know, X, Y, and Z, and just do it for the sake of enjoyment, rather than going, yeah. I need to measure this, I need to measure my heart rate. I swear results will come a hell of a lot faster than what they do, because it's just a case of taking a box at the end of the day. You know, they're just going yeah. to do what they need to do to get the result that they want to get. Yeah. And it becomes, I think that way it becomes a, it becomes a stress as well for yeah. people. Yeah. It becomes a, it becomes a, like a chore rather than I'm looking forward to this and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people fall down with their attempts at fat loss or getting stronger or whatever, because it becomes a chore, it becomes a stress. And then that impacts the result because they can't recover as well. They can't um, lose weight as well because stress levels are high and, you know, all kind of impacts further down the line. Whereas if, like Callum says, if, if you just learn to enjoy the process and do it because of an enjoyment factor, yeah, that can make a massive change. I think that's oh, where we know. come in. We're the analysts, right? We're the, yeah. you know, let us, not let us do the job, but I'm sure they are letting us do the job, but it's kind of, you just monkey do what yeah. monkeys say. Trust us, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just enjoy. You just yeah. you just enjoy it and then like this will work. Where yeah. you know, right. and I think it but again it's it's the I think it's the age we live in, that the information is right there. Yeah. You know, the information's right there. You see, especially in Instagram, it's like, oh well, this person is is using my fitness pal. Why is my coach not letting me use my fitness pal? Yeah. Like my coach probably hates me. Chloe probably hates me because the amount of times that I've sent her videos in the night, like just in January, being like, "Oh, hey, hey, Chloe, here's um, here's this swing thought. What do you think? Do you think this will work for me?" She's probably like, "Just hit the ball. It will come. It's going to come over time. It's going to come. Keep trying what you're trying and come over time." Whereas I'm like, "Oh, no, I'm, no, I need to move my left shoulder." I think it's the same when it's like, "Well, this person is doing this diet." Or this person is using my fitness pal this way. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's like just trust, step yeah. back. And yeah. I've, I've had to learn that a lot. I've had to step back from, from myself. Almost too much information available to people. Um, right. I know that you two are a little bit stressed for time. So I think this is a good place to wrap it up. Um, Andrew, where can people find out more about you and your coaching options? So uh, my website, www.thegolffitnesscoach.com and Instagram, The Golf Fitness Coach and Facebook, The Golf Fitness Coach. My God, it does exactly what it says on the tin. That is, <laughs> that is great optimization for search engines. It really engines. is. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was but, available. Uh, I was like... <laughs> what, we'll, um, what we'll do as well, if you guys stay there, um, give me your best smiling. We'll, uh, I'll tag you in our uh, stories as well. Smile. There you go, lads. Um, but yeah, 
if you are serious, I know I've, had, I've got a couple of clients that play golf. Um, if you are serious about kind of upping your golfing game, looking to get stronger, uh, looking to potentially get to a scratch handicap like uh, Andrew here, then he's definitely your man to, to get in touch with. Um, Andrew, one final question before we disappear is, who is the best golfer in the world right now, in your opinion? Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to be biased and say John Ram. Google Spanish John. Yeah. I think you're going to ask the question about boy. doors or wheels, Callum. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's where you were going with that. No. That's why I rolled my eyes slightly. But anyway, we finished on a golf note. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, lads. It's been an absolute pleasure. Right. Thank yeah, you very thank much you for taking the time. And uh, no yeah. thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Cheers, guys. Cheers.